hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today, using the discount code HOWIBUILTIT33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net net slash liquid. Our next sponsor is BoldGrid. BoldGrid works as a suite of plugins designed to help you create WordPress sites faster and easier than ever. BoldGrid will improve your workflow by providing direct access to free themes, page templates, photography, design elements, forms, galleries, and much more right from your dashboard. And the BoldGrid page builder allows you to easily drag and drop and edit the content as you see fit, all without having to use shortcodes. Head over to buildpodcast.net slash boldgrid today. Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to season three of How I Built It. I'm so excited to kick off this season. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. I've got a lot of great guests lined up, including today's Tracy Levesque. I've also got a couple of live shows planned for later in the summer and the fall, including one at WordCamp US. Uh, So I want to thank everybody as we kick off season three, all the guests, all the sponsors, and of course you, the listeners who have made this show possible. We're coming on a year, and again, I am blown away by the amazing support. If you want to help me grow how I built it, I have started a Patreon campaign. So for as little as a dollar a month, and up to $10 a month, you can help me create even better content. Head over to buildpodcast.net slash pledge today. I'm looking for 20 Patreon sponsors or Patreon pledges uh, to really get the ball rolling. Uh, And as an added bonus, the first 20 people will get uh, a free t-shirt for pledging at the $10 level. Uh, And I will also reach out to you uh, personally to see what kind of content you want to see on the show and on the Patreon page. So again, that's buildpodcast.net slash pledge. Thanks so much and on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is local to my area, good friend, WordCamp US uh, Philly edition organizer, Tracy Levesque. Tracy, how are you doing today? Good, I'm good. So cool. I uh, I didn't have like something prepared for your intro. So uh, that was just like all off the top of my head. 
Hope that was okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I have Philly on the brain today because I just taught my coworkers what the word John means because they had oh. no idea. So they were very surprised to hear that. But the, the hardest thing to teach people, to try to explain to people is what a mummer is. See, I don't know that one because I am not a like Philly area native. I'm from New York. So can you explain oh. that one to us? Oh man, You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. What? What? This isn't the "What is a mummer" podcast. <laughs> oh gosh, mummers are like on New Year's mm-hmm. morning in okay. Philly. There's a big parade of mostly men who dress up in drag, kind of like like clown drag. Okay. And they march really, really drunk down the street. And there are levels. There are levels to it. Wow. There's like from the fancy brigades and they take it very seriously. They do this choreographs, routines with music down to just like drunk, obnoxious. <laughs> Man. <laughs> They're called the comics. They just and, – and, and it's – and my house is right around the corner from the Mummers Museum. So they all just like come through our neighborhood. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. It sounds almost like the uh, the Santa Claus parade in New York City, which is – that is – to use a, a young person term, right. it gets pretty turnt. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> string bands, and there's string bands, and there's uh, uh, lots of banjos. Nice, yeah, that's excellent. Well, there we go. So we just learned some new Philly culture today too. So yes, Very I Philly, nice. Philly explained the mummers to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So if you're if you guys ever want to use mummers, you can use that John now that. Tracy has explained it to us. Uh, so cool. Um, we uh, we are actually talking about your plugin, Easy Forms for Mailchimp, which is done by your company, right? Yikes Inc. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit uh, more, I guess, about who you are, what you do, and how you came up with the idea? Oh well, me. I'm Tracy Levesque. I co-own Yikes Inc. We're a web design development company in the lovely Fishtown neighborhood of Philadelphia. I own the company with my wife and we've owned it now for gosh over 21 years Wow, crazy right yeah, it's a long wild. time and we mostly do mostly agency work we've we've done that since the beginning but it's been over a year that we've gotten into the product market and making plugins and we sell add-ons for our plugins so our main plugin is easy forms for mailchimp and Simply put, it allows you to connect to your MailChimp account through an API and then place a MailChimp form in a post or a page or a widget. That's awesome. So that's so that's great because I always wonder like what the the what the big difference is between like agency and product work. I've done agency work basically my whole life. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of open source plugins, but I'm not really in the product space. Like, can you? Uh, what have you noticed is is the the biggest difference between the two? I think product work is very satisfying on the short term. You know, you get like pings on my Apple Watch that we sold another plug in. It's like I get you a little dopamine like, <laughs> you know, uh, injection. And, yeah. and, you know, reviews when people really appreciate what you do. Like when people post five-star reviews and they're like, this just saved me, you saved me. Like this did exactly what I wanted. It feels so good. And it's. And you have lots of users. Now we have over 50,000 users. So to wow. see something grow like that and to have this, 
I don't know, fan base, I guess, not only just users, but fans of the plugins, people who, out of the goodness of their heart, will translate our hundreds of strings into another language just because they love the plugin. That stuff is great and it makes it fun. Like, mm. I didn't think it was going to be this fun. I was scared. You know, people have asked me, oh, are you going to get into products? I'm like, oh, I don't know the support and people are so abusive mm -hmm. and I don't know. But it, it's really turned out to be way more fun and rewarding than I anticipated. The downside is it doesn't make a lot of money Okay. Uh, as opposed to agency work. Right. You know, in one job, we can make twice the amount of money it takes in, in a year of like selling add-ons. And it's... The support is tough, but we try to be as nice as possible, as responsive as possible, and people respond well. There's always going to be the person who's just downright mean, no matter what you do, mm. and you just have to emotion emotionally divest from those folks, and some people are never going to be happy, but they're, they're fewer, you know, than yeah. the people who appreciate what you do. Awesome. So that's, that's the difference between the two. Man, that's that's great, and that that makes me feel good. So if uh, you know, it's because the support, the support and the abuse are things that I, you know, I worry about, and I, I've got my hands in a million pots. I, I don't know if that's the right colloquialism, but um, <laughs> uh, fingers so, pies, yeah, I don't know. yeah, something like that, you know. Uh, but that's that's really cool to hear. So uh, way back in the first episode of this show, uh, Jason Coleman of Paid Memberships Pro talks about how. His trade secret, I won't give it away because I want everybody to listen, but his trade secret has to do with, you know, kind of how to uh, deal emotionally with the amount of feedback, maybe abusive feedback that you get. So it's, right. uh, that's, a, that was like really good and serious advice for the first episode. It's tough because you can get like five, you know, you can get all these five-star reviews or people being so kind or even just support tickets where people are very understanding, like, thank you for making this plugin. I'm having this problem. And you help them and it's great. And then you get that one mean mm -hmm. person out of 50 and it, it just makes you feel like crap, you know, yep. even though you, cause you, you try to do your best and you just have to brush it off. You can't internalize that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it was like that, uh, that episode of how I met your mother. I don't know if you have ever watched that, but I am a huge <laughs> how I met your mother fan. Like I think everything in life, what you were just, I probably say there was this one episode of How I Met Your Mother, like a couple times a month, because everything in life can be traced back down to a How I Met Your Mother episode. Yes. So you know the episode, I think, probably that I'm going to mention. It's the one where Ted reads his students' reviews, and they're all incredible, except for one, right, and it like right, completely right, right. ruins his day. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's fantastic. Cool. So, so you do agency work primarily. Uh, you've gotten into the product space. This is a uh, a great plugin because lots of people use Mailchimp. Lots of people use WordPress. What kind of research did you do, uh, if any, kind of uh, before or during the development of this plugin? We have about seven plugins in the WordPress directory, and each one of them came out of a client need. So, a client needed something, and then we built it. And then we said, "Hey." Let's turn this into a plugin. With the in the case of Mailchimp, this is our first plugin. We released it years and years ago. I can't remember exactly when, maybe 2011. And at the time, we had a client who needed a Mailchimp form in a page. And at the time, all of the plugins that existed were widgets, mm. and we didn't need a widget. We yeah. needed a, a shortcode. 
So we created this little plugin that allows you to use a short code to pop it into a page or a post. And then we released it. And then it got neglected for a few years. We released it. We were keeping up with it. People were using it. And then we just got really busy with everything else we were doing. And then we hired somebody, Evan, who he, he no longer works for us now, but he was a bit, he was just a big plugin fan and a fan of plugins, a fan of WordPress. And he just picked it up and nourished it and, and uh, really gave it new life. And at that time, we did a complete rewrite of the whole thing and made it a lot better. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the history of the plugin. So research it it came from a client need. We didn't think that much of it. And now everything moving forward has come from feedback. Cuz we can do all the research in the world like a, on for iterations of the plugin, we have uh like checklists in Trello and I threw up like a whole bunch of like ideas and you know, this is what I think would be really good features, really good add-ons. And then you'll have no customers ask for those features ever. You're like, wow, that wasn't a good idea, you know? So everything we do is driven by what our customers are asking for. If you have 10 people asking for the same thing, then you build it. And one thing that's amazing about this plugin is I did not realize the use cases that people come up with for MailChimp. I had no idea Mm -hmm. at all. People really rely on it as a CRM more than just a way to mass email people. I had no idea this was happening. Like there are a lot of use cases where people want folks to be able to subscribe to the same list more than once and not to resubscribe, but to update their profiles because they rely heavily on their profile information to determine when, yeah, what to send them. So that's something I could not have sat with any research and figured out on on our own. So it's really feedback from customers that drives what we build, what we fix, and add-ons that we create. Man, that's that's awesome. Also, I had no... I, I use MailChimp basically as a way to mass email people. Exactly. And I've Same. been like shopping around for a CRM, so now I'm going to have to look at well, I don't that. know. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the what it's, it's meant to be used for, right. but people use it like that. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, I'm all about trying... Anything that'll make a good blog post, I'm like willing to try out. Is <laughs> cool. So, I want to. I actually want to ask you one more one more question that's unlisted in in the questions I sent you. Not part of your six. Not part of my six. Yeah. So, uh, very special. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's because this is also something that I struggle with, right? Like, I'll work on a plugin for myself, and I'm like, hey, I bet people might in the repo like might find this helpful, but then I get the fear. I get the, what if my code's mm-hmm. not good enough fear? So how, yep. did, how did you get over that? How much refactoring did you do before pushing it to the repo? I mean, it's been so long. It's been on there for so many years. I just, I just say, just ship it. Mm. Really, just ship it. Because the world will tell you if there's something wrong with your code. And they won't be mean about it necessarily. I mean, I know we all have a lot of imposter syndrome. We all have a lot of fear of being critiqued. I hate looking at my own code from <laughs> a year ago, you yeah. know, but just, just ship it. Cause you, you're, we're all educated folks. We all know the quote, right way to do things, the WordPress way to do things. Our code's not going to completely suck, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and if you get the feedback from the world about how it can be better, then that's great. You make it better. 
Yeah. Yeah. You learn something. Yeah. Great. You learn you uh, and, you know, folks out there most of the time are pretty kind about it. Gotcha. Cool. Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, So just ship it. Uh, Maybe words that everybody could live by forever. I love that. Awesome. So uh, one of the reasons I started this show is because I was asking people for advice and I thought, hey, other people could probably benefit from this advice. So, you know, I I know that you started the company with your wife 21 years ago. Yeah. Which, by the way, is shocking to me for like a lot of reasons. You don't see (laughs) businesses in our space that long. But also, like, I didn't I hope this is not out of line. You don't look you like didn't you didn't know can... how super old I was, right? <laughs> That's what you're about to say. <laughs> you don't you don't look old enough to have a business for 21 years. No, I'm uh, I'm 46. I am yeah. part of the WordPress 1970 you know, class wow. uh, 70 generation, me, Chris Lemma, who else? Sean. Yeah. Sean Hasketh. Hasketh, um, yeah. Andrea Nice. Rennick, Andrea Rennick, we're all 1970. Man, that's wild. Yep. That, that's so. I will attribute that to the the way you take care of yourself, and not my shocking <laughs> inability to figure out age. It's also half Asian superpower to look young. Ah, that is that is. I'm really glad you said that because <laughs> I've like mentioned that to my other half Asian friend before. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're like going off the rails. So who do you talk to? <laughs> Who do you talk to about like business advice? Are you part of a mastermind or anything like that? I locally, I mean, we're in different business organizations. We're in the IBA, which is Independence Business Alliance, which is the LGBT chamber. We're also really into sustainable business. So we're a certified B Corporation. And if anyone's not familiar with what that is, it's a if, if anyone's familiar with LEED certification, which is like a, a certification system to determine that a building is indeed built green mm-hmm. and sustainable, B certification is like that, but for businesses. So it's a really rigorous certification system to determine that, yes, in fact, you are running a sustainable business. Nice. Um, and we're also in the Sustainable Business Network of Philadelphia. So those are all the local organizations that we're a part of and where, you know, get advice from. I'm in right now, I'm in this program, CEO access program. It's part of the chamber of commerce where they pair up small businesses with big CEOs of huge businesses. So my corporate partner right now is the CEO of First Trust Bank. Nice. Yeah. And his name's Tim Abel. He's super nice. We've met a couple times and he's going to come to our office at the end of the month. So he. So that's been really great. And also the other folks and pairings in the group, we, we all get together for like a, a break, breakfast and, and talk and stuff. And so that's, that's really cool. The coolest part is I went to the first trust holiday party. It was at the link. It oh, was wow. off. It was nuts. It was like, they had like an ice, an ice sculpture with like raw, like seafood all over it. And they had Eagles, Eagles players signing autographs. That was that was really neat, but Man. so I've learned a lot from that. And then I ha- okay, I gotta give a shout out to Chris Lemma because he's helped a lot. He's so generous and has really great advice. And we went to Cabo Press this year and just got a it, that was an amazing experience. Awesome. It, it, was, it was relaxing, but not just relaxing and beautiful and amazing, but just the the access to everybody and everybody willing to share advice was great. Awesome. So I, well, that's fantastic. Chris is a good friend and a friend of the show. He's been on the show. And by the time this show comes out, I will have applied to go for 2017 and we'll probably know by then. 
So I'm just gonna leave a break here for yay. I'm also going uh, this year. So no, we're I, going. Yeah, we're going. I'm I'm the official photographer. Nice. Awesome. Yes, I'm. I just because I just brought my camera with me and took a lot of pictures and tried to make myself the official official photographer because I I love taking pictures and. And it's just a, such a beautiful space. Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I see the pictures and I know like Sean takes a bunch too. Uh, so it'll be nice for him to be in some photos because he's usually always behind the camera. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I told, so uh, my, at the time of this recording, my wife is two weeks and five days away from giving birth. Uh, so uh, yes, so I, I. I know how she feels. <laughs> I've, I, I have a daughter. I know how that feels. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, so we're like coming up on it. And I said that I won't travel for like the first six months of our daughter's life. But if, if I have enough business money in the bank, I would love to go to Cabo this year. So link to that is in the show notes. I've heard nothing but good things about that conference. Like, absolutely, It's amazing. So. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you very much. We're really excited. Our daughter is going to be like a super nerd. Like she already has like a Yoda doll because <laughs> I put it on our baby <laughs> registry. Uh, you know what's funny? Like, you know, our our kid has two geek parents and she's not a geek. Really? Yeah. She, I mean, she's been, she was raised, we are really not even talking about plugins or anything or how anything's made right now, but <laughs> she was raised in the office the first three years of her life. She, she grew up in the office. She, you know, would, would pretend to have client meetings and stuff yeah. and was surrounded by computers around and not, no, she likes theater. She likes musicals. She really loves to draw. She's not drawn to geeky stuff, oh. to computer stuff at all. Gotcha. How old is she? 10. 10. Oh, there's still time. I didn't get into computers until I was <laughs> into theater and drawing like at mm-hmm. 10 and stuff like that. So we're definitely not talking about, but you know, like being, <laughs> being parents and business owners is is also yeah. a, a work life balance. Yeah, totally. But uh, so actually, let's let's get into the the title question, right? Okay. Uh, how did you build this plugin? And you could talk about like fun snippets of code or your methods or software sure. or, or you know whatever you think is relevant here. Uh, the number one tool that we rely most heavily on is GitHub. Are the plugins in GitHub? People submit support tickets in GitHub. We, we uh, right now, I'm, I'm trying to push everybody towards the WordPress forums for support mm-hmm. and keeping Git, GitHub for development. But whenever there's something we want to fix, we make a ticket for it in GitHub, and we use all the milestones, we use all the labels to put together what the next release is going to look like, and then we all push to a staging branch. And test, test, test that staging branch until, and then finally, when it, like the day of release, when we push out an update, we'll then merge staging to master, and then, nice. but the, and then you know, and then take that release and SVN it to the, yeah, to the directory, yeah. So, so that that is our our most relied on tool, okay. and then within that. We use Grunt to automate a lot of minification of JS and CSS. I do a lot of, I'd say the workflow is, if there's any new feature that has a UI component, the developers will put that together and I'll refine it. Okay. I'll go through and I'll tweak the, the UI. So I'm mostly a front-end developer. Okay. So I'll go through, I'll test the crap out of, anything new and then i'll make it look pretty awesome so 
do you have any fun tips or tricks for keeping GitHub in sync with SVN? No. Okay. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Pry wrote a whole blog post on it. He's local. No- oh, that's right. I th- I've, yeah, met- yeah. I've met him before. And he he did a little uh, freelance work for us on contract work um, last su- this past summer, and was re- he was really fun to work with. He nice. actually came. To- he's he's a remote worker, and he actually came to the office, and it was fun. Oh wow! Yeah, and he does have workflows for doing all that, but it wasn't enough time to implement that. So unfortunately, no. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Well, it's, uh, it's, I'll uh, I'll link to his blog post in the show notes because that's not it's like not really something that I. I thought about I'll just have like both links to the repo and the folder, but that breaks other things. Or I might have not done it right. So if if somebody's listening to this and they know a way to do that, let me know. And then the other- that that part's a pain. That part's yes. a real big pain. You do everything GitHub, and then you have to manually right. do all that in SVN, and then the folder structure is a little different, and you don't want to move files. You don't want to move over, and yeah, it's right. gross. But got to be done. Sometimes it's yeah. got to be done. Yeah. <laughs> So cool. And do you use any um uh like GUIs for SVN or do you do everything like command line style? I use Tortoise Git and Tortoise SVN personally, but I think probably other folks here use uh command line or Gitbox for Mac. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I use use Sprout, I think, for SVN. I think that's what it's called. But uh, I might need a stat correction later. Uh, shows <laughs> shows how often I use it. Cool. And then my my other follow up question was, can you take us through testing a little bit? Do you have any automated testing tools, or is it like really it needs to be a manual thing? We have PHP unit testing. Okay. Now this is like kind of out of my you know world of expertise, mm. but so you know, and and all the and GitHub talks to our Slack instance, so we have a plugins channel and github you know post stuff to that and so if it, it passed unit testing it says like thumbs up nice. it passed yeah or if it failed it'll it'll tell us but just uh testing we well, the staging branch of our plugin anyone can test it at any time when we when we did that huge update when we completely rewrote the plugin we had really kind folks out there that tested for us and gave us feedback nice. out there in the in the internet and that's when we <laughs> only had like 20,000 users. Yeah. So in you know since we since the plugin rewrite we've over doubled our active users which yeah. is really cool. Man, that's that's fantastic. So that's PHP unit is something that again all of these things, right? You're a front end developer, you know. Right. All these things. I want to try all of these things. Yeah. And then by the time this comes out, all of the things that we are talking about and want to try will be old and right. there will be new things that we want to try. So, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, I think you touched on this a little bit, but uh, maybe we can kind of make this a, a two for one question, right? Uh, what transformations has the plugin gone through, and what's on the roadmap for the future? Huge transformations. Yeah. Um, well, number one, there was that that huge update, and really the the plugin now does not resemble the plugin that we released back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And then transformation number two was when MailChimp API went from version two to version three, and they stopped support for version two mm. at the end of 2016. So we that was our biggest, probably biggest commit, biggest yeah. update since this newer version of the, of the plugin. And that was huge. It took a team of like many people to get that up to 
version three. And there's still a couple loose ends that are not supported in three. And they say that they're going to not cut the and the version two endpoints off. Um, they're just not going to support it. So we have a few, like maybe two items that are still on version two, but they're, so we're either going to have to, hopefully I'm going to nag them and, and hopefully they'll reproduce those in three. Cause they said they're going to, you know, support everything in three that they didn't too, but, right. or we'll have to just get rid of those features. But there, there are things like uh, related to profiles that people really rely on. So I hope they, they merge those over. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about that earlier in the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are people who rely. You, you mentioned a specific case of that. So yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. And so those are the two biggest things. And also going from uh, just a completely free plugin to a freemium model plugin where you can buy add-ons for it. Yeah. Yeah. What what was that like specifically? Because I know there's like volumes on what's the right pricing model for a plugin. Is it just premium off right. the bat? Is it freemium? So so what was that like? Like the decision making process, the the actual implementation process. Well, the impl- we had to completely redo the plugin to be able to support add-ons of any kind. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some free add-ons as well. Then since we already had this established plugin that had been in the directory for years, we didn't want to suddenly just make it like Gravity Forms and Premium only. Right, right. So we went for the add-on model and we also have a developer license or we call it a limited license where for, I think it's $150 a year, you can use as many of the add-ons as, as on as many sites as you like. So we have that as well. And I don't know, and it seems to me from, I've talked to a lot of people who sell plugins at this point, it it seems to me that the free pro, free and pro is the one that people profit most off of. Gotcha. So you hook hook people in with the the free and then they're like, oh, it would be cool if it did this. Yeah. So you just free and pro done, like no add-ons, no no paid Mm add-ons, but I don't know. So we have another plugin that we're... That's in the works. And I think nice. for that one, we're going to do free and pro. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, if it's out by the time that this drops, I will include that in the show notes as well. Cool. Very cool. And so the, the future of... The future of the MailChimp plugin. Um, now with the version three of the API, you can control a lot more of your MailChimp accounts. So there are certain times when you got to leave the WordPress dashboard, go back over to your MailChimp account, like adding fields. It used to be to change the field labels, you'd have to go back to MailChimp and like, you know, clear your API cache. And that, in the latest version of the plugin, now you can change your field labels. But we want to create an add-on, like a a MailChimp manager add-on, so you like never have to leave your dashboard ever again. And I think people would really love that because it's a pain to have to go back and forth. Yes, absolutely. That sounds fantastic. So uh, very cool. We will keep an eye out for that. And that is the end of the normal numbered list, right? But there's always one question I love to ask. uh, And it is, do you have any trade secrets for us? I was talking about this with the team this morning. I'm like, what's our trade secret? What should I say? (laughs) But I I think the one thing I say is just to stay, remain calm, to stay calm. When you operate from a place of panic, that's when things go wrong. And, you know, when, when you push out an update and maybe it breaks something to not freak out 
to just calmly say, I'm really sorry, we're on it, fix it, push out the update. People are forgiving for the most part. You know, people are understanding. And even if people are freaking out, like if, if their freak out then makes me freak out and then start to yell at everybody here and say, oh my God, we have to fix this. And they're, you know, upset and, and nobody's operating from a place of calm and you can't calmly fix the problem at that point. So just ship it and stay calm. Awesome. I, I love that. Uh, that reminded me of another one of my favorite shows, Scrubs, uh, where Elliot kind of talks <laughs> about train wreck codes and how just take a deep breath and mm-hmm. jump into it and do it. Cause you're right. You know, you need to, people who panic, uh, when some I should I should say when someone is panicking they're not mm-hmm. thinking clearly and you can't do right. your best work when you're not thinking clearly so and then you're it's it's contagious then you're you know you're you're spreading that panic and I always <laughs> I always say like we are not performing life saving emergency surgery mm-hmm. we are pushing pixels around <laughs> if the internet goes down we're we're useless right, you know yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's okay. It'll be okay. And I, one time I, there was a Yoast update. This was a, a, year, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I hit update and white screen on a client site. Mm. And then I went over to the forum. Luckily, you know, I FTP in, turn it off, like, and, and went to the forums. and was like, oh my God, white screen. And they just, you know, five minutes later, they fixed it, pushed out a patch. That, I mean, so potentially millions of websites. Right. <laughs> Right. One screened for a minute. And you know what? Nobody freaked out. I mean, it wasn't like the the world didn't end. Right. So if a plugin with a million plus installs, if something like that, and it happens to everybody, you know, yeah. stuff happens, mistakes happen. It's not a big deal. So, you know, our little plugin isn't going to make the world end if something goes wrong. Awesome. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Great way to end the show. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today. It's really fun. Yeah, I had a ton of man. We talked about just everything. So I feel like we had like a coffee date or something. I know, right? Like <laughs> I, I've I've got my water here, but I, I'm gonna go like make a coffee now. Cool. Well, that was it. Was really great having you on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Bold Grid and Liquid Web. Uh, make sure to check out the Patreon page over at buildpodcast.net/pledge uh, and. Thanks to Tracy for being on the show. Until next time, get out there and build something.